Hello and welcome back to the Talking with Apes podcast. Uh, today we are here with episode 13, lucky number, uh, and we will be discussing um, the COP26, um, short for a Corporation of Parties. Conference um, of Parties. Uh, yes, Conference of Parties, indeed, sorry, <laughs> um, which focuses on bringing together uh, leaders, climate experts and activists um, to discuss further climate action based on the IPCC report. Um, the last IPCC report uh, was released in 2020 and there was supposed to be a uh, COP in 2020 as well. Uh, COP26 was planned for 2020, but it, it was posto post postponed, I'm sorry for mm -hmm. that, <laughs> uh, to this year, uh, November um because of COVID. Um, now we uh, see that NGOs are asking to even further postpone the COP uh, because they fear that due to the uh, COVID restrictions that are still in place, uh, speaking internationally, um, a lot of countries that don't have the same access to vaccinations, etc., will have uh, trouble traveling and attending the COP, which would make it uh, skewed to Western countries, since the COP is happening in uh, Glasgow, Scotland. Um, so yeah, uh, Tom, um, you work a lot with climate uh, NGOs in Belgium. And um, me as well. We have worked with several NGOs here. Um, yes. 111111 is one of them. 111111 is also one of the um, NGOs that is now asking to postpone the COP. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, how do you feel about it? Like, um, um, so yeah, COP is the is the basically the meeting of the conference of the parties. It's the yeah. meeting of the parties in this case are all the countries of the world and other important organizations. Uh, yeah, so it's bringing together scientists, activists and politicians. Yeah. Um, the fact that they want to postpone it, I think is a question that uh, to answer it, we, uh, we need to consider what it has done so far. Um, I would argue... I, w I first and foremost, because I know I'm going to probably piss off people that are going to listen, especially <laughs> climate activists that are going to listen. Um, I first want to make sh uh, clear that, yes, the conference has done good. Um, so between the two agreements that were made, which is the uh, Kyoto Protocol, uh, which was made in 1997 and became active, I believe, in uh, 2005, and the Paris Agreement, which was uh, made in 2015 and 2016, which are both agreements that deal with how many greenhouse, greenhouse gas emissions that can be uh, uh, allowed in the atmosphere or uh, excreted uh, by certain countries that sign it. Um, between those two agreements, uh, the conference has made a difference. Let me state that very clearly. It has. Without the conferences, we would probably have seen like a temperature rise of 4.8 degrees Celsius, which is almost as bad as you can get it. You know, it's it's the one of the worst cases. Yeah, you know. it's it means worldwide uh, climate refugees. Uh, We're also going to get them now, but it would yeah, be way course, more of yeah. them, and way more of them would be dead. So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and we have so without the conferences, we we would get four point eight degrees Celsius, which is extremely bad. With the conferences so far, with the current policies, we're somewhere between three point one and three point seven degrees. So it has helped a bit in that sense. 
if the targets were being met or are going to be met, we would see something between 2.6 and 3.2. Yes, and But if I understand it right, there's also a difference between um, between COPs in how important they are um, to yeah. some extent. Because, For example, now there is a new IPCC report which um, always gives a lot of new incentives to actually reconsider all the treaties that have already been signed and to um, dig a bit deeper. You know, the last one where there was a new IPCC report was Paris, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and that one was extremely important exactly. because of the Paris Agreement yes. that had to be made. The yes. Kyoto Protocol was coming to an end and we needed a replacement system to deal with how many uh, emissions every country was going to get. Yes, and the IPCC report, just for anyone who maybe doesn't know, is um, a report that is released every five years in which they try to gather all um, research surrounding climate uh, change that has happened within those five years. So that's why it's such an important document. And um, then there is a, a summary of that document that um, m like is made after they release the IPCC report. And this summary is when people start preparing for the COP because with that summary, uh, it's called the summary for policymakers. So uh, it has to be greenlit by all the parties involved. And then that document is this thing that gets discussed uh, heavily. And the reason why it has to be greenlit is so it's neutral, uh, it's objective, and not one country can like force their view on anything. So it's like an apolitical Uh, and purely science-focused. At least course, that's what they try to do. Of course, yeah. Um, all the conspiracies that are out there on how politically influenced the IPCC is, um, it's not really that politically influenced. Um, it would be a little bit different if, of course, only the scientists could deal with it, but for the majority of it, it is one of the most like, beautiful scientific... Uh, research documents. I mean, the IPCC report itself is only itself. scientists. It's only the summary yes, the that summary, is then yeah. politically so discussed. Even then, it is still very fair and, yeah, and yeah. correctly. I mean, uh, that's why everyone correct. has to agree on it. Yeah. And usually that takes a long time, actually, and now What they is, finished very fast. Yeah, and but the IPCC report is, is often not the thing that gets discussed that, uh, or, or is often the thing that spurs discussion at the yeah. COP. What has to be done at the COP is often is setting targets and uh, agreeing yeah, on exactly. certain uh, yeah, amounts for uh, CO2 or other greenhouse gases and who's going to do what, etc., and those kinds of things. For example, the Paris Agreement and the Kyoto Protocol were heavily... Those documents are very political because they're about the structure in which the countries agree to, to uh, limit uh, their, their uh, greenhouse gas emissions. Um, and in that sense, the last one was very important because the Paris Agreement had to be made. This one is important, uh, COP26, now in Glasgow, is important because certain finance mechanisms mm -hmm. have to be decided upon. Uh, for example, one of the things is um, how damages and repairs are going to be uh, decided upon. Um, and that's where we really see the limits of the COP. Uh, like I said, like it, it has done some good stuff, the conferences, um, but they their targets are a bit off. Uh, uh, well, a little bit. It, 
one degree makes a, f- a shitload of sense. Of course, has a, a is, is extremely important. Of course, um, but how do you mean the targets the are off? Two. 2.6 uh, to 3.2 degrees is is not enough. The, oh no, it's the Paris Agreement not. alone yes. says we're we're staying below. Yes. we're doing 1. we're going well below two degrees and yeah. preferably 1.5 yes. degrees Celsius, which it seems we are not exactly heading towards that well, 1.5 degrees. According to the like uh, COP26 website, securing global net zero by mid-century and keeping 1.5 degrees within reach is the goal. So yes. 1.5 is still within reach, at least according to their goals. Yeah, not according to a lot of scientists. Oh, and, shit. And the latest IPCC report is basically a big red flag on how we are doing okay. again. So just to keep it simple for like to put everything in perspective. So the IPCC report is just the scientists coming together basically saying, okay, this is the data. We're not yeah. politicians. It's not our job. Exactly. Then we have the uh, international committees like uh, where the, where they did the Kyoto Protocol or the Paris Accords. Where, yeah, that's the COP. Yeah, that's the COP. So the, just for the people out there who are like, yeah, but the IPCC is influenced by politics. It's literally not their job. It's literally their job to collect the data, make the... Like this is the science. This is where we're headed. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what what was the thing with the Kyoto Protocol? Basically, like before the like the IPCC before the Kyoto Protocol was basically, it was 1996. They were like there was still debate about the idea is climate change a thing at the time. It was called global warming. Um, that's the that that's the name we decided upon. And um, is carbon uh, like CO2 emitted by humans the culprit of this mm-hmm. rising temperature? And that was the Kyoto Protocol, basically. I mean, yeah, but even the scientific reports at the time didn't really question it to the extent of um, saying that they were not, um, that they really took it into question entirely. It was more like to what extent, um, and there was disagreement about that. Yeah, but apparently, like, from what I just read, it's like basically, they, like in 1996, it was like the scientific consensus was the primary driver behind this. Rising in temperature in the global temperature is human. Yeah, because the people, the, the scientists of Exxon Mobil yeah. knew that perfectly. Exactly. In, uh, and so, in the 90s, a majority so of that's the IPCC. People were even convinced of that and in the United States, I believe. The, the second body right now that we're talking about, the COP, is just these countries, these uh, governments, these um, activists yeah, coming the together events, and yeah. trying to implement. What's yes. happening? Yeah, and this is this is different because politics and activists are involved. So yes. it's not just the scientists. It's not and just the companies and companies. Yeah, and companies. Sponsors. One that is often this forgotten. lots of sponsors. There, there is a lot of controversy about the sponsors, isn't there? Um, see that that's where the COP really starts to break down. One, it's not meeting its targets because, of course, it's global politics and. There is no system for global politics, as there we is have no said. System to implement and enforce international treaties. Exactly, we have said that in the last three episodes. Now, I basically believe. every time we talk about the UN, every time you talk about anything on a grander scale, it comes down to nobody can enforce anything. It seems um, the EU is getting there, but it's also uh, struggling with that problem. But yeah, so it keeps coming back to that. Uh, second of all, yes, the sponsors. There are a shitload of private enterprises that can get in there, get way more time often with uh, politicians than the NGOs and the activists. Um, and does the policies tend to definitely, absolutely, no fucking way be in any sense critical of capitalism in in... Yeah, in whatever yeah, they try like to I, do. 
I think, um, so, you know, like the reason why we wanted to talk about this subject is because uh, a lot of NGO groups have asked to postpone the COP. Um, so I think it is fair to ask the question, how fair is the COP ever? Um, yeah. How different is it this year? And um, how important is it that everyone is represented at the COP? And I think, obviously, we agree that it's very important that, um, you know, um, countries that are outside of Europe and America are represented. I'm right now, like, looking at the map of the Kyoto Protocol, which is, like, the 1996 or 1998 uh, resolution of the COP yeah. at the time. 1997. And I'm seeing, like, the color coding of the map is basically half of the world is blue. Blue meaning that yeah, they do the, not have any targets. They do not yes, abide. Yes, the Kyoto Protocol was specifically only uh, with uh, between the uh, industrialized or developed uh, countries uh, yes. because they were considered to have a historic uh, guilt. Yes, but even now in 2016, what, like, 2015 when we made the Paris Agreement. Now, with the Paris Agreement, which has also led to the other problem there are way less, the commitment is way weaker yeah. and the system is more, of course, complicated and more... So the question of, like, is it fair to expect... Like, obviously, this is a very complicated question to ask, okay, the industrial countries are the ones who did all of the pollution, but right now they reach a level where they don't need all of the pollution anymore. But you have these developing countries, quote-unquote, that are starting to industrialize. And now we're like, oh, no, 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 no. We need to take care of the climate. Yeah, and but I think it's important that those countries are present at the COP to, first of all, point out that bullshit and to, second of all, um, request aid in meeting targets. I agree. You know, like... Yes, and they can request aid, and I think it's indeed important for them to be present because it's it's a it's an important meeting, and all the cameras of the world are targeted at it uh, in 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 those two weeks. But I'm going to say here now. I'm going to say the thing that's going to piss off probably most of the climate activists. I don't fucking see the point in it. It ain't going to happen. The truth is, these countries are getting screwed because they don't have the power. They don't control. The, they, they're not in control of their own resources or they're not in control of any resources. They're not the strongest economies, they're not the strongest militaries, and therefore they are basically getting screwed. And they often have a lot of internalized drama or very, very like Yeah, they're also, distable, they're also like, unstable states exactly. because, let's face it, the majority of the world is made up of states uh, that are totally not stable because that concept isn't an, an enlightened reality necessarily. It's a complex system of things that need to exist in order to, for you to have a... I mean, maybe this is a bit of an extreme example. And just like, I'm trying to think, okay, in the terms of the COP, where I come from is Syria, and the Syrian government, if the Syrian government were to ever like participate in something like this or have stuff enforced on it by the Kyoto Protocol or like the Paris Agreements and to take care of its gas emissions and its pollution policy. It's just like, I know for a fact that even if they would attend, they would do it like for the cloud of, see, we're important, but they would never. Like the Syrian government is not a government, it's not a state that is stable enough or <sighs> developed enough, I'm sorry, developed enough to even like consider mm -hmm. limiting climate change. So... But you have to like I, I agree with Tom in the sense of I don't know I don't know why it would piss off people. I just know that right now the best like the ma we managed to get all of these people together and all of these countries together. Why are we blowing it off just for the idea of well 
not everybody could make it. I mean, they're not blowing it off. That's the thing. It's it's. They're calling for postponement, but like till well, when? Well, NGOs are asking to postpone it, indeed. Um, but we all know that it's not gonna have an influence. Yeah, it already point? got refused. Yeah, but like yeah, but the is it? May I? I think it might still be important to talk about it of because course. if if we don't talk about it, um, and if we don't. Um, Anklagen. Um, we don't complain. No, I don't. I don't know the exact. Register a complaint. complaint. Yeah, That's like if if you don't <laughs> say anything about it, it goes unregistered. It, yeah, it, yeah, it exactly. yeah, exactly. And I think it's 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 maybe maybe that was the goal of those NGOs to you know. And in that sense, they might have succeeded. But I I also worry about the, the narrative they are on the framing they are thus presenting because. If you look at it, it's like we risk further exa uh, exacerbating uh, the existing inequalities in the climate crisis by taking the place of those who are most affected by it. Emphasizes, for example, the, the director of 111.11, uh, the, the Belgian International uh, Solidarity Organization, uh, which, by the way, is their new title, International Solidarity Organization, uh, not the uh, North-South movement anymore or the... Uh, you know, uh, development uh, help organization. It, it, it and what he's saying does make sense. Yes, but it's also it's already happening because the US and the EU are never going to agree to a system, a, a system that would be actually fair, that would treat the damages and the losses. Uh, it's just as to uh, concerning who is responsible for them. They will never agree to a system that is going to have them pay the damages and losses according to the emissions they have excreted in, in, in the past and in the present because that would be an economic disaster for them. Like, of course they're not going to agree to that, yet they have to sign, otherwise such a system would never fucking work. And even if they sign, they would still have to agree to things because remember, the US was in the Paris Agreement and stepped out. Again, the US has no way to but enforce. But they did step back in. Yeah, now they get, got back in. But the entire thing is a club of... You know, goodwill. It's, it's good about goodwill. goodwill. Yeah, it's good faith and goodwill. So, I'm I'm sorry to say it, but I'm sometimes a bit fearful of the narrative that you get with NGOs, where everything is about fairness, and they seem to, you know, not acknowledge the fact that there is a certain power play going on here, and people should, I think, should be aware of that power play so they can understand that it's not going to happen between the states. Uh, it's not going to happen between uh, the some some representative democracies in Europe, the American Republic, and some dictators here, uh, a, a, yeah. a, a, a leftover monarchy in Saudi Arabia, for example. They're not going to do it. You, you, I'm, f I am always a bit worried when I see that because then they also, for example, emphasize like we have to postpone the COP because not everyone can be present to agree upon the action that needs to be taken. But they say, but that we can postpone the action. Which of the two is it going to be? You can't are have you, two scenarios like that. Yeah, exactly. Or are you suggesting to act without thinking and deciding on what to act on? Because that's chaos. Like, I feel like the NGOs want and have a certain idea of fairness in their mind, which I agree with. 
I mean, um, it's just. I mean, I, I but personally, it's... I think it was fine because, uh, you know, the president of the COP, uh, Alok Sharma, um, has issued a statement saying that, you know, they would work to finance any quarantine um, stays that might happen for like people from countries from the mm -hmm. red list. Um, because, you know, they would have to quarantine before the event, which is two weeks of, of costs. Uh, the, the British um, government has uh, offered to, um, of, like, pay for, like, uh, the if they would have to quarantine after because they tested positive or something. And they will provide um, vaccinations, free vaccinations for anyone um, who wouldn't be able to get vaccinated otherwise in their home country. And I think that's good. I think... Uh, yeah, but that that's exactly what the NGOs are complaining about in the first place. The fact that it is unclear how the UK is going to provide those things. It is... It is. But I mean... The UK says, yes, we're going to do all these things. Uh, we're going to provide the vaccination. We're going to provide the, the, the thing. But the NGOs are exactly complaining about the fact that they don't see it happening. But I mean, providing the vaccine shouldn't be that hard. I mean, you can literally go to Israel as, as someone who is outside, like who does not live there and just get the vaccine for free anyways. Like there's lots of countries doing that kind of stuff and it's not that crazy. Like I, I don't see why there wouldn't just be a tent at the event where you can get vaccinated. Neither do I, but apparently the NGOs seem to have a very big issue with, with well, how but things are being organized being at the moment. About, about that. Like, I, I think if, if, if the British government says that, then you should also have some trust in that. Yeah, the, the British government has, especially lately, not been the most trustworthy. Um, looking at their international... Uh, politics, one with the EU to... I mean, sure, but it would mean losing face affair. internationally There's a lot speaking, of politics so, here, but at the same time, I think like it's it, it's a good to take a step back and realize this is not... like If you simplize, simplize this to its like basic form, it's just a lot of people, a lot of... like If we're seeing these governments as representatives of their people, then it's a lot of people coming together and trying to decide on something that's going to save the planet and the idea isn't isn't power politics. It's not EU. It's not UK being out of EU. It's just literally all of them are for. We don't want to save this planet because in the end, like even for even capitalism needs a stable planet to operate in. Yeah, but so. it's not a world I want to live in. And I mean, the it's just that like system this is can the most pressing with issue. its production chains towards its center intact, and the rest of the world as a beautiful little forest. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying that in the end, even like, you, but you have to see it that way because otherwise, why would they even participate? If there isn't any goodwill at all, I mean, there is nothing political to be gained here. Is there? Like, it's is it just theater? I think so, actually. Like, well, if it's just theater, then thank you. I, I'm, I'm leaving the planet. I'm going to I'm, Mars. I'm, well, not of the NGOs, but I mean, there is um, Thomas de Cruz, which is a Flemish journalist, has... Uh, coined the term uh, spec spectacle democracy. And I think the COP is kind of the 
greatest show. Jesus. Like, I'm sorry, but it is, it is, you, you get, I'm not saying nobody there has the, has, has the intention of, you know, fucking everything up, though some countries do. Most of them probably go with good intentions, but the reality is of the way the entire system clicks together, what you get is two weeks of media hype and attention on everything, some public pressure, which leads often to the, the, the benefits we, I have already told uh, and talked about, but for the majority of it, after those two weeks, it's gone and out of the public's mind. And but I mean, as you said, there is some benefits to it. And yes, definitely, definitely. And I do want to emphasize that. Yeah, again. a lot of lot of climate activists. But so are what you're kind of saying on. is, since it's all just a big show, it doesn't matter that much whether everyone is present. I fear. I think we should make the distinction between it matters. Not for how the uh, for the for the actual what's going to happen in the agreement and the enforcement of deals because that is based on the the, the real good faith like, and goodwill, good faith, goodwill on the one hand, and the and and in the most negative connotation, pure Machiave Machiavellian politics. Yeah. Um, but in the sense of the attention, like the uh, like the NGOs did, for example, yes, it matters in that sense because all the cameras are drawn to that. Um, Would it be fair to say it's basically, it's a play that is supposed to bring attention to climate change from everybody in the world, and if the NGO are saying, let's actually like postpone it and cancel it, they're asking to cancel the play. Yes, the play is a play, it's still theater, but it's important enough that we should keep it going. And here's the thing, like, I also, like, maybe the NGOs are being, like, super realistic here and they're playing their role in that theater where it's like we should also think of all of the less fortunate countries and it's like okay fine like that's yeah they're playing their role i'm a yeah. bit worried about the fact that they don't seem to be pushing the the awareness that it is a theater uh, or yes it's there, just there is a certain you know continuous good faith you know the world leaders are going to come together and shake hands and sing kumbaya and you'll have Bolsonaro with Angela Merkel kissing on stage it's not going to happen but the problem with not not pitching it like that is what are you fighting for then if there if it's all just a play for now media attention and like making I'm people not, care exactly but you don't get media attention if there's not a good story to tell And if the story is like, oh, it's just some people coming yeah, together and showing off, like... You know, but like, because if you're telling that story, not to all people, you're telling the story even like as an NGO, like you have to be honest with yourself for the action that you need to take. If you're an activist, yeah. if you're a climate activist and you're actually doing actions and you're actually going to protest, I want you to understand that what is, what is going on. And I want you to understand that these people coming together, all of these powerful people coming together is not going to solve the issue. It is theater, and you understanding that it's theater will help you make better decisions. Well, the thing There's that's going to solve the issue is the people actually changing the way they vote uh, in consequence of being influenced by that theater, I think. Mind you that a very small amount of those countries have elections to begin with, but yeah. Second of For all, example, it's, it's a lot of private companies that... Like, yeah, and, yes, and in of that course, sense, like if you, I, if you do I more, think the new uh, the nuance I, I I want to point out is that there's a difference between saying, "Oh no, the poor like those countries can be there, so they're not going to be able to join into the the the, the negotiations." Instead of saying it's unfair that those countries can be there, well, this system is is broken. We should have another one either. There's a there's a difference between just saying, "Oh, this isn't fair," and saying, "Oh, this isn't fair." We should do maybe this about it 
Yes, but like... Like a postponement is just is is not questioning the mechanics of the yeah. yeah. What, what should they do about carousel. it? Let's maybe talk about that. Call out, call out why this is happening. Call out why these countries are being excluded. Not just call it unfair, but call out that this global economical system is the one in, this, excluding them. Yeah, like the the way that COVID showed inequality. Yeah. Yeah. You can honestly yeah. I think that would be even like it would be a, it wouldn't be enough enough, but it would be a much bigger step than just, oh let's postpone it because they need time to get their shit together. The, oh, well the the NGOs hold a lot of hold their own certain amount of capital and therefore influence in the world. They could really amp up like bottom up organization uh, and especially you know push it towards a more serious point where People are starting to understand that okay, maybe we shouldn't rely on these people that have failed us or 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 have come short twenty five times before. Yeah. Maybe we should start doing it, and then they can start to bring about change in those various member countries. Uh, and we could go towards another way of politics and another way of international politics, uh, therefore as well. Um, is that easy? So no, you're 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 saying that um, it should be more change the system. It should be more revolutionary, yeah. There, there is not a word of revolutionary language in what the NGOs are saying at the moment, and that is sad. It's always about this liberal sense of justice. Liberal sense of justice, my ass, I'm sorry. I don't want a I just thing. I want equity between the people in the Ama- between the people in Brazil and the people in France and the people in Congo and ever everywhere else. I mean here's the thing. As like as you're Syrian Middle Eastern talking here from a less developed country. Um, I will tell you that Poor I would you. rather you hold the theater without let inviting Syria and not just like postpone it and wait for Syria to get their shit together. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if you want to address why why can't Syria join this agreement and enforce it and like be with us? Well, first of all, we don't have any vaccines. That's first of all. Second of all, all of our vaccines are actually like imported from Russia. Russia is playing a dirty political game, and like. I can keep going for more than an hour right here of all of the effects that resulted in Syria not being a country that can participate in curbing climate change. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't think it's, it's, the, it's the solution to just call out injustice without calling out, okay, maybe try to stop meddling in the Middle East. Maybe like call out that Saudi Arabia is one of the most beneficiary countries for oil and fossil fuel, and they influence politics in that region more than any other country. And that's an issue. (laughs) Like, did you know Saudi Arabia is one of the, like, I'm getting off topic here, but Saudi Arabia is one of the countries that sold the most weapons to, like, jihadists in Syria and Iraq. And it's like, like, there you go. Like, honestly, I know it sounds unrelated, but if an NGO is complaining about why Af- like an African country or a Middle Eastern country can't join the climate change movement as well. This is the reason. And you need mm-hmm. to call it out. You need to call out Americans making deals, uh, Americans weapon manufacturers basing their politics based on their deals with Saudi Arabia. You need to call out Belgium for selling so many weapons to Saudi Prince. Yes. So Please do. The- that's the bottom line. Like That's what you need to call out. You don't just need to call out some fucking... Oh, but we didn't wait for them. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's a good point. Um, you're um, both looking at me. It's no, no, like no, no, <laughs> it's, 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 it's just, 
Um, actually, one, one interesting thing I read about like why was the thing the whole thing canceled in 2020 wasn't just just COVID. It was literally waiting for the US to get their shit together and vote uh, Biden. Yeah, well, not that surprising. I mean, yeah, like Trump, like. Do you think like Biden rejoining the Paris Agreement is showing you any good faith or is it just the political theater? I mean, there is good faith in the sense that Biden is a is a is a, a prime example of social democracy. He wants a hardcore capitalist state with a very friendly personality and therefore he does the good thing, you know, he puts out the nice flowers outside the windows, he gives them water every day, he does the nice things. He's a but bit of a when it comes down to it, he makes some very terrible decisions of his own. Um, I'm sorry. And I don't want to depress you, Morgan, because I do see you sigh. But I do have trust. Let me, let me, let me, let's push it I in a more positive direction. I think there's also direction. a problem with just being like, oh, everything is fucked because it's all theater. It anyways. isn't, though. That is the wonderful thing. One, again, they ha- the conferences have done some good, definitely. I just think, and that's the... the the reason I, I won't call myself a pessimist, the, re- the, the rest of the uh, marathon uh, is going to have to be done by the people. They're going to have to push for systemic changes. And I do have a, a, a big hope in that. If you see at how many people are involved, not just in the COP itself, but around it. like I mean, we're literally many- talking about it right now. Why are we talking about it? Because you guys are going to be at Glasgow yeah, yeah, and there is going to be a lot of people there, a lot of people outside of the conference that yeah. just go there themselves to network, to organize. They have their organizations back at home where they come from. A lot of stuff don't is happening. Don't underestimate the power of theater. Their theater is powerful as fuck. Yeah, and don't underestimate how many people are getting actively involved in the issue and are already dealing with stuff. But the problem is like, like you said, it's these private parties that get more face time with these decision makers. And but then even that is coming more and more under fire. And Thankfully. Thankfully, yeah. But that is also, again, a sense of uh, where you should put uh, hope. Yeah, there uh, is a lot of hope. This is like not all doom and gloom. It actually is moving in the right direction, and we have moved in the right direction. The importance is now, I think, on uh, emphasizing that we need an extra push, and then that extra push is just not going to come from where it came from. I mean, yeah, it. I think it's it's important to realize that this is the last COP that is also paired with an IPCC report. Before the big... This is the last IPCC report that will have a real influence on how many degrees we rise. Because... But that is, I think, more pessimistic. <laughs> I, Isn't I that think just that's, science? Literally just I the science? I think that's just basic science. Only if you look at these targets, which the which the... And, and the targets are important, but we can be blinded by the targets. Every fucking degree of difference is going to help. Even if it's of course, yes. 0.1 degrees, yes. it's still going to have a world of difference because those little numbers have a very big impact. So I, I would, but I I would do be think careful it's Im- But I think it's important to, of course, not say this is the last thing that counts, but to say if you want to keep it to less than two degrees. Yeah, this the is, gap is closing. This is <laughs> like the gap. Like highlight the, gap the urgency. Closed. Like, we're just like, what, what Morgan is saying, like, uh, it's urgent. It's Yeah, but it will be, ur- 
e- equally or more urgent afterwards and it was equally or, or, or more or less urgent before. That's the that's kind of the issue at hand. And I don't want to speak against you all the time. <laughs> but in this episode You're not speaking against me, but okay, like but we're <laughs> just throwing ideas around. Come on. No, I just I, I just like I mean before when I said like we would have to vote to change this as people, you said that oh no, it's all just here there. And now you're saying oh no, we have to be hopeful and we have to no, no, make no. the change. I, yeah, in the sense that this system I, just, I, this system is is a is a spectacle and it's going to go through its routine and in the end there's always going to be a certain amount of disappointment as there has been with the with the other ones that is what's going to happen and i think people should prepare for that so as to not you know feel uh, even worse um, um, but um there is but the question is should we accept disappointment at this point um, no, with I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think the time for disappointment with this is carousel, really... yes, but not with the with what's happening itself. The IPCC report should not disappoint me. I mean, the IPCC report is just frightening. It is. Yes. I mean, if you look at what's in there, like it's it's uh, heat waves and floods that usually happen every fifty years, occurring every five years. Uh, you know, stuff like that. It's it's not pretty if you go up enough degrees. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's messed up. Um, but I feel like we need to, like, I know this is a bit off topic too, but we need to address this. So, do we need to address people who deny the existence of climate change anymore? No, we don't. We don't. It's like, it, I also something no. that the IPCC report has changed now they uh, they use this really weird word but like they basically for the first time said that it is undeniable but they use like this fancy word for undeniable <laughs> that i forgot fucking scientists uh, <laughs> yeah um, there's a, a certain amount of categories yeah for like- uh, it's undeniable that climate change is uh caused by humans and that it is the um caused by um oil and fossil fuels and all that and that this greenhouse um, emissions too yeah yeah and that this um is so something that has to, to be that. solved within the next 10 years like they they, they said that uh, like before they were always like oh yeah it is uh, almost completely certain and I, now they said it, it's undeniable I, I i know that and just like what i'm asking is i feel like i didn't explain myself well is like do we still need to make sure that, like, do we need still to invest in the idea of we need to convince people that this is happening? Because people are going to influence politics and you, these politics are going to come to and be like, like, I know for a fact, you a lot always of people need to continue the propaganda. There you go. Um, but you def- please give up on the liberal idea that you're going to convince them with the rational argument, etc., etc. It is going to happen. just this whole thing it's of like, work. like, I know, like, yeah, I'm sad to say this, but I know a lot of my relatives who would be like, I would discuss climate change with them and they would be like, Yes, we are rating the temperature of the planet, but this is the natural life cycle of the planet. And what we need to do is just to stop messing with it. So we'll just keep keep doing our own thing and it will balance itself out. I mean, yeah, it will kill humans off yes, and then that's the, bal- what they don't the understand. planet will go back uh, to balance. <laughs> like- it's like the planet <laughs> is not going anywhere. The planet is going to stay here. Like mm-hmm. I have this really, like this George Carlin bit I love and lots of people look at it the wrong way, I think. He's basically like, he's this edgy stand-up comedian and he does this whole bit of, uh, I hate people who are concerned with the planet. Like, save the bees, save the snails, save the trees. And it's like, 
Don't worry about it. We're all gonna be gone anyway. The planet has been here for more than a billion years. And that's true. But that's the thing, buddy. Like, we also want to stay here, don't we? Like, I think so. Yeah, like, I want to stay here. I don't know. Is that the sketch where he says that the reason we exist is plastic? Yes, yes. That's maybe why we exist. Styrofoam and plastic. The planet whipped us up, created human, did the whole evolution thing, just so we could make plastic, because it didn't have any plastic before, and now we're going to go away. Plastic is going to stay there. I hope the joke's better when he tells it. Yeah, I'm a bad. It's comedian. not that good. It's but good. I, I, I worry ah, it's you just guys, a lame joke <laughs> because you do not appreciate the brilliance of George. I don't Parler. know. Show me afterwards. That's <laughs> too lame now. But anyway, go, going back no, no, on no. topic. Um, let's talk about because like we talked about this idea of doom and gloom and disappointment. But there's also the positive things that happened throughout the COP. Um, let's go back to the most recent positive thing. Would you say it's the Paris Agreement, like in 2015? Yeah. That's the last big thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me about like what actually did we agree on in 2015? Like, did we meet oh, any boy. of those targets? Um, I know for a fact, like I'm looking now at the COP26. Depends on who you mean with we. No, Belgium? No. Um, <laughs> the uh, EU. It's just one of the goals of the COP26. Like little VIP club of like, we're the cool kids. Um, and they go together. <laughs> like One of the goals of COP26 is the financial stuff. So to deliver on our first two goals, developed countries, so US, Europe, stuff mm-hmm. like that, must make good on their promise to mobilize at least $100 billion in climate oh. finance per year by 2020. So that was in 2015, basically. What's going to happen in what was supposed to happen in 2020 was, uh, and is going to happen now, I imagine, is uh, the countries are going to present their plans. So, do we have plans? Yes. Uh, the EU with its green new deal, with its green deal, and uh, the Americans with their green new deal. I don't know if the Russians have come up with some. Is the American gr- thing actually happening? I thought they were hating on it still. Wasn't that AOC thing? Yeah, but I deal. imagine the Americans are going to present it nonetheless. Uh, uh-huh. I'm not sure if it's already approved. Indeed, I don't think it is. Uh, they might try and get it shoehorned uh, or pushed through the Senate some at some point uh, before the COP, so they can show it off. Um, there is also the infrastructure bill, which I believe was has been approved in the U.S. Yeah. I'm not certain completely. I'm I'm really not Um, sure. Anyway, there are plans, yes. Um, Then the next thing will be, uh, up till 2024, to implement those plans and report on the action transparently. Transparently. That's that's With an emphasis on transparently. You can't see Tom's eyes, but he's making like the big eyes. This is a keyword. This is a keyword, transparently, because the militaries are currently not included in this agreement. Oh, really? Yeah. So the military can like do all of the emissions it wants. It doesn't count. All of the emissions. They don't have to disclose it as a country because that would be a national security Are we also talking about weapon manufacturing? Uh, about what? Weapon manufacturing. Yeah. Does that count oh, as military? I, I think so. I don't think no. because it's it's production. It would it would have to be included. Ah, yeah, see. But uh you know, using weapons, yeah. yes, all the oil the US military flying uses. somewhere, that all takes a lot of energy. Mm. Um so cryptocurrency production. That's that's the real climate killer. Some Elon Musk jokes for you. 
Ugh. Yeah, not the, the emphasis on the digital transition is another. I mean, to be fair, uh, making the internet's work <laughs> does require quite some energy, it and does, that is does. something that is not discussed. But I think uh, if we're looking at like what we need to eliminate first, the element, the internet would be one of the last things I choose. I think we should eliminate. Uh, mm, don't say that. Like, don't underestimate the cost. Do you want to delete Karen's cat videos, Morgan? No, of course not. <laughs> but like, we need those cat we, videos. Like, for example, I think it was Norway that. Um, started to use excess um, heat or something to mm -hmm. um, generate um, energy that would make their internet like super green or something. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Or like natural, like, you know, they had these geysers or something that they used for it. They, 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 they had something fancy to make uh, their internet fully green in their capital city which uh i do think um you know is 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 important and they saved a lot of energy on that it's definitely like, something to think mm -hmm. about thinking about uh, making our technologies much more sustainable than they currently are and especially because the internet is a inherently decentralized technology it's very difficult to control it like you have to basically cut it's, it for uh, i mean if you're talking place. about the hardware like the servers behind these internet yeah, yeah that's thing, what i'm that, talking that, about I mean, that's that's not that decentralized as you no, think no no but it's the like literally eight servers around yeah, the world yeah. that are no it's yeah not, but <laughs> no like belgium alone has several like yeah it's i don't know database like, I, I don't it requires its own episode but yeah. it, even yeah. it definitely is a more decentralized technology than let's say a cable telephone line you know yeah, which you can telephone. easily cut uh, to be honest actually like the servers are so few that it's actually pretty really yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah. it's, 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 oh, it's and they're extremely high security like like, like uh, it's only eight people that have all of the keys basically. yeah it's it's it's, 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 it's pretty insane the are you not talking like, about like the, the the servers of the internet but yeah. that is not it does that's, that's the that's about. the that's the stuff open that web alone no does that also include the dark web yes it's yes. the internet i mean like you what need to fuck? you can't I mean, store any, anything that starts with www dot is on that yeah like, but there the is also net, there the is also a certain amount which doesn't start with www basically all of the dark web does i mean honestly really? maybe okay. i am a bit outdated there i don't know me neither i am not the we, we do need to start wrapping up it's we already 46 minutes yes in. Um, um can we maybe talk about like a little summary of what we talked about so we have the COP26 upcoming. It's going to happen around October. Yes, it's going to start the 31st of October and then it's going to end in the 12th of November. Great. Yeah. Um, we will have a lot of politicians, a lot of uh, governments, a lot of NGOs coming together, trying to, according to the website of the COP26, their goals is basically to secure financing, make sure that everybody's on the same page, yes. start to um, finalize the Paris rule book, which is like, the, the yeah, so the financial rules, for example, Basically, are like the last little things that need to be discussed and agreed. And about. it's gonna be that's that's the goal. We need all of these people to be on the same page about implementation of the Paris Agreement in 2015, and yes. to try to keep the 1.5 degrees target. So keeping the yes. temperature of the planet below 1.5 above what it was pre-industrial times within reach, which is not impossible. Yes. No. Scientifically, not it's not. It's not. Not yet. Um, and that's what's going to happen in the COP. Um, we have all of these governments. We have all of these private companies. We also have a lot of NGOs and activists going. We actually have Morgan and Tom going there um, around mm -hmm. the same time. 
Um, we're probably going to be doing a podcast episode around it, but we're going to do it in a satellite way. It's going to be a special episode. Um, it's going to be <laughs> satellite way. <laughs> it sounds way more fancy than what it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean satellite in the sense of like, uh, not feels like we're going to have to dial up or something. Yeah, no. we have our own uh, satellite. Satellite internet setup. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the shape of a giant ape. So yes, the reason exactly. why you guys are going is basically you want to be part of that conversation. You want to yes. try to influence what's happening there even though we talked about it's, it's theater but that doesn't mean that we need to be pessimistic about it that doesn't I mean, mean i think thunberg summarized it pretty nicely Greta, yeah. when she when she was there um she said you know we have not come here to beg world leaders to care you have ignored us in the past and you will ignore us again exactly we have come here to let you know that change is coming whether you like it or not the real power belongs to the people i think that's the yeah. The lesson I want to basically continue focusing on uh, regarding the COP and the conference. Yeah, I think I think that's a nice one to end it on. I, um, I think so too. I think that's a re that's really really the message of the whole thing. We we are a bit maybe jaded with how yeah the world governments and the world leaders ignored all of our pleas before. Honestly, I'm not jaded. I'm excited for the next ten years and. This is this is kind of you know the thing that decides the future of humanity quite of literally. Course. I feel like we should play and the years and years of music now. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm excited for the next ten years, and then the music starts. Oh my god, a montage of ten years of like climate wars. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Keep it positive. Keep it positive. Keep it positive. Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, even for the pessimistic people, what I'm saying is, even the pessimistic people are going, trying their best, and I really think that's something worth applauding that someone mm -hmm. is like a bit like jaded but they still believe that this is what needs to be done and they still do it yes okay so um see you guys next week with the next topic and see you in november with a special topic about the cop from the cop um yes yeah. bye, bye. 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 bye.